beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Hello everyone. Everywhere Welcome back to go. But It's a Classic, the show where we the show where we discuss classic films that Phoebe has seen and I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm Ferdy. Hi, I'm Phoebe. Wow, we've done a switcheroo on the intro. We have, that time. yeah, because you started singing and I, I panicked. I'm, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You did a very much more of an eloquent way of uh, wrapping up the uh, opening <laughs> better than I did. That's very sweet of you. But you, you, you got a lovely singing voice. Thank so you very much. So it's quite husky um, because I can feel myself like coming down with again. that. Again. Well, it's listen. I think genuinely though, for me, I always get ill before my birthday. My mother can attest to this. Right. Um, and I always get ill before Christmas. Well, considering always, the, always. the direction that time goes, literally any time other than your birthday is before your birthday. No, like, when I say before my birthday, I mean, like, two weeks before my birthday. Right, okay. Every single time. Mm. And I always get, like, come down with a little bit of a, like, a, a mm. fluiness... Uh, yeah. Two weeks before. I feel Christmas. really bad for you because your immune system fucking hates you. It, like I mean, it's not doing its job. <laughs> to be fair, it's usually okay. I think it's just because I think everyone's immune system's kind of yeah. shit at uni. Oh, absolutely. All the same germs are being thrown around. Yeah. One area. You know, I think that there is definitely something going around at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was talking to a few other people, and they're like, "Yep, I feel like shit." <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah, uh, we are watching this week. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It, it's, a it's, a life. Life. it's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I'm... Ooh, ooh. Okay, so I think... <laughs> well, that was a great way to start Elaborate, it. elaborate, I'll elaborate please. on that. Um, I think we focused quite a bit on modern classics recently. Yes. And I kind of thought that this would be the perfect excuse to go back old school. Because mm. this is probably considered to be one of the most famous Christmas films of all time. I don't think many people in our generation have even watched it. No, I, I, I mean, the most famous film of all time is very different to the most famous Christmas film mm-hmm. of all time. I feel like that's... I know we were talking in the Mean Girls episode about like how people view comedy poorly. Hmm. I view Christmas movies poorly. That's fair. That's completely valid. In that case, you'll be happy to know that this is a very... Un-Christmassy Christmas film. It's about Hanukkah? No. no. Oh, <laughs> damn, you beat me to it. No. Um, ah. it's, it's interesting because I wouldn't say that the majority of this film is about Christmas. It's one of those right. ones where it's like, you know, like Die Hard. <laughs> where it happens at Christmas yeah. and that's the only link. I think okay. the, there's the Christmas spirit involved and there's the love of Christmas. Yeah, okay. But it's, it's kind of just like a biopic of like, not a biopic, but... Yeah. It follows the life events of one man um, oh, as God. he's going on, and it ends at Christmas. Oh God, it's going to be sad, isn't it? Well, it's, mm, it's, it's going <laughs> to be any any film, especially old films mm. that follow the life events of a single man, are yeah. fucking tragic. I mean, you're gonna. I what? I mean, you're gonna recognise it's um, James Stewart, who's the main guy. He was in. Do you remember when for the course last year we watched? Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Oh, it's what? Yeah, it's it's him. him. Yeah, because it's the oh. same Frank Capra, same director. Fuck, man! So, I hated I that film. I oh, I, oh no, it was a great I, like, film. It was it was cool, but like, man, it did not need to be as long as it was. That's fair enough. It was very patriotic, um, which segues yeah. quite interestingly into uh, my next kind of points. When I was thinking about what makes this film a, cla- a, br- a Christmas classic, right? It it's been voted on the BBC apparently as. Britain's most beloved Christmas film, which I find quite interesting. What? Yeah. yeah Britain's yeah. most beloved... First of all, no, we're all miserable. We all know <laughs> that. We don't have a favourite Christmas film. Well, you'd be surprised I, I, I would have thought the, like, the most famous... Uh, the most favourite... Not most favourite, that's grammatically incorrect. The favourite Christmas film in Britain would be like The Snowman. That's true. Something. Also, I like or how Roman you say Bruce. you pick up your grammatical mistakes where... When I listen back to every single episode, I'm just speaking my own little language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to come across as shitty to the listeners by going, um, actually, Phoebe, <laughs> to, to it's be, to whom? To be fair, if you, if you pick me up on it, it makes me, it reminds me uh, for future not to do it again. Uh, I'm still not going to do it. I, like, 
I feel bad. I <laughs> no, don't like that. No, but it's really funny because I, I do it with myself all the time. I have yeah. like my own little ism, like Phoebe-isms. <laughs> Phoebes. Yeah, Phoebe-isms, where like I'll just come up with a different yeah. word because I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, so I'll come up with something that sounds That's the same. That's the way it should be. That's yeah. it should be. Language is fluid, baby. And but anyone who yells at you about the Oxford comma is a cunt. Ergo, I am a cunt. <laughs> we. Also, welcome to the podcast. The first time we've ever said cunt on the podcast. I've said cunt before. Have you? I almost am completely sure. Okay. That was <laughs> phrased that weirdly. Um, <laughs> I, I am I am almost certain I've said cunt before. Okay, phew. If not, I've said it like three times. It, so Just now, in fact. It's all good. Um, tell me more about It's yeah, a Wonderful Life. A bit of history. <laughs> it's a very interesting one. It didn't actually do very well when it first came out. Which right. I want to. Oh, I didn't even write the date down. Damn. 46. I'm going to say off the top of my head. 1946. Wow. Yes. That early. It's a black and white film. Um, I, yes, I did know that. It, it's, it was. So, Frank Capra, the director, um, known for very lighthearted uh, comedies. I'd say he's probably considered one of the godfathers of early classical Hollywood directors. Yeah. Um, so, this was his first feature film coming out after the war. Right. And I think. The American public wasn't ready for the message of It's a Wonderful Life. It deals with oh, God. a lot of... It doesn't deal with heavy shit, but I mean, I'll say this now. It's probably one of the first few films to deals with uh, men's mental health, which is fascinating. I was right. It's going to be tragic. It's not... Okay, it's not... It has sad elements, but life has sad elements. It's kind of one of those ones, you know? It kind of yeah. it shows the good yeah. sides and bad sides of humanity. I, I know, I know, I it's, know. I you'll know like that's it. true. I know that's true. But like, man, I it's been a week. It's been a long week, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, Frank Capra, why you got to do this to me? Well, posthumously. That's exactly what the American public thought at the time as well. They wanted yeah. something fun, like stuff that just <laughs> happened in the Pacific. They were ready for some light-hearted oh. fun. So it did really badly on release and was yeah. ready to be kind of like forgotten to obscurity until, I believe this is correct, because just doing a bit of Googling, uh, it didn't actually get popular until around the 70s when it would come out on a digital release for TV. It would just be kind of like B-roll, uh, you know, like the Christmas channels right, yeah. would use to kind of fill time. Yeah. And that's how it kind of became beloved again mm. and people rediscovered it. Which makes me, I, it's really surprising because James Stewart, uh, yeah, who is the uh, main character, he's like probably one of Hollywood's best known and beloved actors ever. You know, if you think about yeah. Yeah. from the start of his career all the way up to, you know, he was doing Alfred Hitchcock's mm. films, he did Vertigo as yeah. well. Like, he's, he's, he's a big boy in, uh, this, a big boy. in the span of Hollywood. It just surprises me that he did so badly. But... I'm interesting to see what you think because the more I researched mm. it, the more I realised I do actually like this film. Because when I first watched it, I'd kind of turn my nose up at it, really. Right. Uh, I think maybe now I'm a bit older, I'll probably get a newfound love for it. Yeah. If I cry, I'm going to be really just like furious with you. <laughs> I hope you know that. I hope you know okay. that if I cry. Legit? No, God, no. Okay, cool. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking the piss. I'm absolutely taking the piss. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Oh, I, there's chewing gum on the bottom of the chair, and oh, I accidentally right. touched it. Ugh. Do you want to pause and wash? No, your it's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll live with it. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm. I feel like I kind of know what to expect mm -hmm. from this film, but I also know nothing about the plot whatsoever. Nothing at all. Is this the one? I think I've seen a clip of one of the final scenes where they buy a TV at the end. Is that, is that the right all. one? No. no. Okay. No, potentially not then. Is there a scene where anyone buys a TV? I don't think so because it was no. made in the 40s. I mean, I know TV was a mm. thing back then, but like early TV. I don't think yeah. there's a bit. Okay. So maybe someone does buy a TV and I've just glanced over that. It's the bit, you've probably seen the famous scene where there's like a black and white footage of a man running down the street going, Merry Christmas, as he like runs past people. I've never seen that, seen that before. In my oh, about, okay. This is the thing, <laughs> I'm not massive on Christmas in general. Yeah. I therefore know very little about Christmas films. Mm -hmm. I know Die Hard, Die Hard's good. Mm -hmm. um, but most people don't consider that to be a Christmas film. It is a Christmas film. It is a Christmas film. Yeah. Like objectively, and that's definitely. not exactly, yeah. 
Uh, that, I mean, that's what objectively means. Um, but, like, I don't know other Christmas films at all. Mm. Like, Jim Carrey's Grinch face is the... That's it. That's my limit. Yeah. Um, because I try not to interact with Christmas media very mm. much. That makes sense. Um, Nor do I, to be honest. Yeah. I kind of, I'm a bit of a Scrooge towards Christmas until, I would say, around the 10th of December. I don't it's, consider... It, it is, today? in fact, the 11th, so... Wow. Wow, we chose a good day. <laughs> we, you're fucking Christ. Also, not to date this episode. Apologies. Y- yeah, sorry about um, that. If you're watching this after the 11th of December... Uh, I mean, you will be, because I need time to edit. I was about to say, yeah. Uh, Happy Christmas. Hope yeah, you're having happy a good, Christmas. Hope you're having a uh, good, good holiday. Uh, oh, wow, Christmas. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I... Mm. I start getting festive around the season yeah. at this point. What's interesting is that there's all sorts of Christmas films, mm. but there's no... Are there any Hanukkah films? Or like Kwanzaa? Or mm. what other I mean, prob- December holidays are there? Um, ooh, I mean, not Thanksgiving, because yeah. that's not December. No. I mean, probably there's some Hanukkah-related films yeah. out there that oh, I just don't be. know about. Yeah. Um, I know that... I, get, I know Friday Night Dinner isn't about Hanukkah, but it's about... Judaism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, the only, that's quite literally the <laughs> only thing I can think of that has that kind of... Genuinely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a bit depressing, actually. Make more Hanukkah But yeah, it's, it surprises me that, like... Because um, I've, I've not met a single person in my life who celebrates Kwanzaa. I, I know they're out there, yeah. but I've, I've never met any, and so I know very little about Kwanzaa. I know a fair bit about Hanukkah, and I have not seen a single Hanukkah film. No. So I, that surprises me a no, little bit more. One. The only Kwanzaa representation I've seen is in Futurama. Oh, really? <laughs> because, yeah, they have... Oh, I've the, seen that Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Holiday, the holiday episodes where they have... Um, who is it? Like, Robot Santa, Robot... Uh, Rabbi, yes. or like I, I can't remember who they are for Judaism, and then they have a Kwanzaa robot as well. The, um, uh, it's quite what's quite depressing is the only um, Hanukkah representation I can actually think of now I think about it is probably South Park. Oh no, <laughs> which is not that good either. Oh no, I'm pretty sure Kyle, Kyle's yeah, Jewish, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Kyle's family celebrating Hanukkah in one mm-hmm. episode. But even yeah. then, that's still not very good. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, there must be some really obvious choice that we're just completely oh, skipping here. Should I Google Because I can, yeah, to Google it. But yeah, I can think of like loads of Thanksgiving films, mm. like loads of them. And they're all, I mean, Christmas films are a genre in themselves. Okay. Oh dear, that's not a good No, it's just, it's really noise. funny. The first thing that comes up is called The Night Before, starring Seth Rogen. Um, oh no! Oh, eight crazy nights. Is that Hanukkah? Well, oh, yeah. oh, obviously, yeah. I, Duh. I've, oh, of course. I mean, it's a terrible film. That's a technical foul. I mean, I like that we know anything about yeah. eight crazy nights because of Only Plays. Yeah. How many times are we going to mention Only Plays each time? I don't think anyone knows who Only Plays are apart no, from us. There's, no, <laughs> no. It's a, it's a YouTube are, gamer. Yeah, a YouTube Let's Play channel. Yeah, because of, of course, because it's Adam Sandler. Of course, oh, it's fuck. of course eight crazy of course, nights. Obviously, um, I literally can't think of anything else. They no. come up with American Pickle. I don't think American Pickle is about Hanukkah necessarily. I another is, Seth is that the film. one? Yeah, is that the one where Seth Rogen plays his own like ancestor or some shit? Yeah, and he gets uh, like uh, pickled, pickled, yeah, and saved. I wow. Can't, okay, good well, for him. Okay, well now they're just still doing stuff. <laughs> now they're just putting films that are Jewish, inherently Jewish. Like okay. they've just got Fiddler on the Roof and Yentl on here. Which are nothing to do with Hanukkah. They just oh, happen to be Jewish. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Long story short, I can't see any yeah. films that centre around it other than Eight Crazy Nights and um, some really bad... The Hebrew Hammer has the come Hebrew up. The Hebrew Hammer. The Hebrew Hammer. Oh, my God. Can we do this next week? <laughs> Absolutely. It As is a- clearly a classic. Um, for anybody who... Uh, hasn't heard of the Hebrew Hammer. First of all, where the fuck have you been? It's <laughs> the greatest film of all time. Oh, this. Um, it's the poster of it is crazy. Yep. It looks like a a stock photo of like nineties internet mm-hmm. web design. Oh, it's it's by Comedy Central. Okay, it's meant oh, to okay, be. Oh, okay, so it's, it's meant, meant to be, to be silly. A, all right. Um, Hanukkah meets the black exploitation genre. 
in this cult favourite parody movie. God, I thought Hebrew you were reading Hanukkah. out another title. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Hanukkah meets the exploitation <laughs> genre. It's my favourite one. The Hebrew yeah. Hammer is an Orthodox Jew who goes on a mission to save Hanukkah from Santa's evil son, Damien, played by Andy Dick, who wants yeah. to destroy it along with Kwanzaa. Oh, so there's a bit of Kwanzaa representation, of Kwanzaa as, well. representation as well. Wonderful. Do you know, I think part of it might be that Hanukkah hasn't become as, like, commercialised and, you know, like, industrially fucked up yeah. as Christmas has. Like, Hanukkah and, I, I, I assume Kwanzaa as well, still retain some kind of, like, religious significance yep. and not that Christmas doesn't but like Christmas is as I say it is an industry yeah. now and oh, completely. like once you start making movies about something like that then yeah. you know it becomes a cash grab this is the thing like neither of us are Christian I would no. say or practicing Christians however mm. the celebration of Christmas is still a thing that we yeah, do exactly it's a day of food and too much booze yeah. and sitting around yeah. watching Harry Potter that's and, Christmas yeah and I, I, I am aware that a lot of that is down to the you know how widespread Christianity was um, and you know the fact that they literally fought and killed to make sure that a lot of people didn't celebrate certain holidays mm. uh, like crusades and that love yeah. it uh, <laughs> just just a fun time for everyone involved I am aware that Christianity is kind of toxic in that regard but just kind of just kind of just a little bit I mean maybe it's, it's you know a lot of people are less so now mm. oh completely um, not I, everyone I but a lot it. of people I find um like any sort of religion a difficult topic because of my lack of knowledge about like so much right, of religion yeah, yeah. that in I find it fascinating because I don't know oh, absolutely. So, social sciences yeah. you, you learn to like love that kind of stuff yeah. but at the same time I'm like hmm how 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 this person do this kind of things yeah exactly mm. which is why and um, saying that now I think about it um, It's Wonderful Life does actually have some kind of religious elements to it that I won't ooh, spoil okay interesting but, You'll see uh, halfway along the film, there's a bit of a tonal shift, not in a bad way necessarily, but right. it starts as one f very specific film and then goes to a very different type of film very Interesting. quickly. Interesting. Okay. I, I think you'll like it, genuinely. If you had to describe each of those different films in one word, how would you describe them? What, what do you mean, like the, like the, the films you inside that's a wonderful life? Yeah, yeah, so like the tonal shift. So you want me to describe the tonal shift in one word? Yeah, kind of. I would say grounding. Grounding. It, it okay. grounds it more in a reality that I don't think people are willing to want to watch on t like on uh, mm. on the screen yet. Okay. At the time, anyway. Yeah, I was worried you were going to say something like depressing or no. some shit or like. No, I uplifting think... would be the opposite, but it's still not great. <laughs> it's it's difficult. It's. I would say there's a kind of bittersweetness to It's a Wonderful Life, but done mm. in a way that just shows how life is. It doesn't really sugarcoat anything. It it doesn't sugarcoat yeah. anything. Okay. However, it still has that kind of Hollywood, old Hollywood flair yeah. to it. You know, you know that kind of very typical style of yeah, old Hollywood yeah. films. The old Hollywood style where there's like 10 seconds of silence as a character shuffles around the set mm. and you just hear the mm. yeah exactly of the film reel i love that that's a cool I aesthetic it's fucking sick and I, I i i i don't know old hollywood has a very special place in my heart i think it's something that i want to specialize in mm. uh i i, I would oh like, you'd fucking kill it oh, you'd be great i adore it yeah. um and especially like frank capra films as well mm. uh he did one of my favourite films ever, which was like the start of the Screwball comedies. Yeah. Oh, Lordy, I've forgotten what it's called. It happened one night, I believe it's called. Never heard of it before in my life. First ever Screwball comedy. Wow. If ever, if even like one of the first kind of like romantic comedies. It also, I'm fairly certain it's where Bugs Bunny gets a What's Up Duck from. No shit. I'm pretty sure. There's a scene where okay. they're taking refuge in a... Uh, Barn, the two main characters who yeah. eventually fall in love, and one of the uh, characters takes a bite out of a carrot and goes, "What's up, duck?" 
No, because she's all like moody and stuff. Oh, I'm fair. Don't quite me on that. that I'm I mean, biting certain. a carrot, biting a carrot yeah. must be. I mean, it's 1932. Like, the film was made. Yeah. So I'm going to assume. Uh, or maybe that was a reference to. Hang on, I'm going to. I don't think. Uh, I'm going to Google how. I don't think Looney Tunes was made before 32. Uh, but I might be wrong. Bugs Bunny debut. 1940. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it must be. Oh, my mistake. It happened one night. It was 1934. But even so, still very... uh, Yeah. Yeah, look, there's a uh, screenshot of it here. Look. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um, Oh, God, what's his name? He's one of my favourite actors as well. Uh, Clark Gable. Oh, we love Clark Gable. (laughs) Great guy. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Damn. Okay. Are there any major things from It's a Wonderful Life that are quoted in other things? Because it's it's definitely one of those ones that you hear about. Mm. But as I say, I know fuck all about the plot. Uh, the one that I can think that's very obvious is incredibly spoiler central. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to say all it. Right. I think a little girl at some point says God bless us everyone. But I might be confusing that with Tiny Tim. From Christmas Carol. Yeah, I was going to say, that yeah. does sound like a Christmas Carol. Interesting. It's, it's similar uh, to Christmas Carol, actually. In some ways. Oh, boy. Okay. Not in a bad way. I just, I just like... I... Fuck, I... Th- when stories do the thing where it's like, the true treasure was the friends they made along the way. Mm. Like, he discovered the true meaning of Christmas. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the true meaning of Christmas... There, is, there, there isn't a true meaning mm. of Christmas. Christmas is a, a holiday that has been commercialised. Mm-hmm. The meaning of Christmas is spend your money buying useless bullshit for people that you are forced to, like, buy things for. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't get... Like, if this man finds out the true meaning of Christmas... I will throttle several people. And I'm the only person in this room. I will become physically violent. I'm okay, I'm slightly panicking now because I'm trying to work (laughs) out at any point if that happens. It doesn't. I think If it does, it's on you, Phoebe. It's called It's a Wonderful Life. It's not called It's a Wonderful Christmas. It's more about life as opposed to Christmas. Don't give me the squinty eyes. I promise you I'm not trying to I promise Uh, you I'm not lying to you. For all the listeners at home who couldn't see I was giving Phoebe the squinty eyes. Mm-hmm. I was narrowing my eyes mm-hmm. at yeah. her in an effort to tell whether or not you were bullshitting me. Um, I'm very good at bullshitting, so you wouldn't be able to tell either way. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. So, I think we should go and yeah, watch the film Yeah, I think we need now. to go watch the film. Yeah, me, um, and, me and Scrooge over there is going to uh, uh, watch this film. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, God. Here we go. Right, You're see you in a bit. I, I'm sure I will. See you in a bit. Bye. We're back. That was a cute movie. It was a very that was a cute, cute movie. movie. I uh, I really, really hate that I enjoyed that. Ha <laughs> I really, really hate that I did. <laughs> yes. It's like it's a good movie. It's a fucking good movie. It's wonderful. And it's like, uh, I, it didn't have to be Christmas. No. It didn't have no. to be Christmas. But the fact that it didn't have to be Christmas mm. uh, means that you know, it's it's not like in your face about it. The mm-hmm. fact that it's Christmas is secondary. I agree. Like with Die Hard. <laughs> We're comparing It's a Wonderful Life to Die Hard. I'd say it's also kind of like Home Alone. Have you have you seen Home Alone? I, yes, I have seen Home Alone. Elaborate. So, okay, think about it. Mm. They are going away for Christmas, mm-hmm. and Kevin gets left at home. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. the whole plot of a boy being on his own, because he got left behind on a family trip, and burglars come along, could yeah. happen at any time of the year. Yes. It just happens to be yes. at Christmas. I, yeah, and I think there are plenty of traps that he could set without involving Christmas ornaments. Exactly. I think that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Lego. Uh, Lego, yep, sorted. That's not specific. To, light bulbs yeah. instead of Christmas baubles broken on also, the floor. Speak, Cut people's feet up. Also, might I just say, Home Alone is vicious. 
Oh, yeah. Like, someone gets a fucking iron to the head. Yeah, it's vicious, but it works on cartoon logic. Yeah, true. In the sense that nobody has any lasting, sustained injuries mm. that will prevent them from appearing in the sequel. No, I know. <laughs> so... it's, it's mad, though. Like, I, by the sequel, <clears throat> if it's like, oh, shit, it's this kid again. I ain't doing shit with this one. Yeah, he no. gave me fucking 15 Although, stitches. Although, to be fair, the sequel is lost in New York, isn't it? True, yeah. yeah so, like, in theory... I think, uh, what is it, Hank and Marv? Is it Hank and Marv? Is that who they are, the two? I think so, yeah, the, I, I the Wet Bandits. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, this is the thing, I've seen each movie once, right. and I know all of this off by heart. <laughs> I think it's Hank and Marv. Um, they would be forgiven, I think, for believing that since Kevin is no longer at home, yeah. he would not have access to mm -hmm. as many goofy, wild... Shenanigans. Yeah, bits and bobs, mm. and like... Uh, Although, it's a very different movie. Um, anyway. Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life. Fun movie. It's mm -hmm. really well written. It's fucking funny. Yeah. The characters are all really sweet. Mm -hmm. It's genuinely heartwarming. It's not specifically Christmas related. Mm -hmm. And it started Bert and Ernie. It, yeah. Which I Weirdness. didn't fucking realise. I mean, shout out to our friend Jen, who came to the screening. Yeah. Um, there's, it's a taxi driver called Ernie and a policeman called Bert. Yeah. And they have like a kind of like cute friendship. Mm. We've decided that they are gay lovers um, in our yeah, mind. I, mm, yeah. That's our headcanon. Okay, yeah. What? I, I don't think I necessarily believe that. No, but that's but my headcanon. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I, <laughs> I don't like assigning characters a <laughs> okay, sexuality. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> because that doesn't seem fair on that. I do think, um, I, I think you can say that they're queer coded. I don't mm. like, they, I won't assume that they're gay lovers because they haven't said anything. Fair enough. I will say, well, no, actually, no, because they, they definitely aren't gay lovers because mm. in the I was never born scene, mm. Ernie says that his wife ran off, took the kids. Mm. But he says that because um, George asks him about his wife, implying that she is present in the timeline where he has been born. Mm. And that had they had a house together, they would have been happy. Right. So actually, Phoebe, and your for silence, anybody, for anybody who can't, gay voices. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here to do. For anybody who can't, uh, for everybody who can't see me at home, I'm pointing viciously with one finger and brandishing you're, you're my hand. Silencing the gay agenda. Yeah, absolutely. Clarence is queer coded though. Clarence is queer coded. He from the beginning says that George is good looking, and mm. I'm like, hey, I'm but here for it. But also, he just seems like a fun guy. Also, he, he he's is. a lovely boy. Yeah, I I think it's very interesting that there is so much Christian imagery in it mm. and Christian like concept. Yeah, because. I don't know. It, I I always I always think for a movie that isn't like examining religion in some way that religion is like unnecessary. Right. Because very rarely will there be, you know, a a, a religious message in a movie that isn't either critiquing it or mm -hmm. advocating for it. Yeah. It's definitely. very difficult to do. Um, not saying it can't be done. Not saying it mm. shouldn't be done. Um, but I do think that either movies will critique a certain religion um, or, you know, be offensive towards mm. it because that was a period of history. Um, or it will say, oh, no, this religion is the right one. Yeah. This is how it happens. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, ergo, your veggie tails. Your, yes. Your, your, yeah. uh, that's the only one I can think of. <laughs> just um, veggie tails. Just veggie tails. <laughs> that's the only Christian the, cinema uh, we need. For anyone who doesn't know, yeah. the... Uh, overtly religious teaching yes. thing but it's uh, talking vegetables teaching yeah. about religion it's Man, a weird kids I, show I need to like sit down and watch that at some point because I feel oh, like I'm too. missing out my um, my Twitter group chat that me and my friends back in London have mm. is um, called VeggieTales Facts Fan Club mm. because oh VeggieTales Facts yeah, I have seen facts, yeah, the, the Twitter account the Mimi Twitter yeah. page um, so sorry the, 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 the place I was going with that was I I didn't think it was completely necessary for there to be uh, a god and angels sure. like subplot. I think 
it didn't need to be explained. I think Clarence mm. could have just been a mystical old yeah. guy yeah, yeah. who shows George what he could. Doesn't need to be overtly mm. uh, Judeo-Christian. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Um, and I think that is an element in which it gets a bit too Christmassy. That's fair. You know? I think, I don't know, I, <clears throat> I think when you look at all of these old films, not all of them, but mm-hmm. most of them do have a kind of religious element because yeah. it's keeping within those American but, values. I mean, then again, when you look at stuff like The Twilight Zone, True. you know, like, and actually, in, in my mind, Twilight Zone is a shining example of what this movie could have been. Um, I'm saying that like it's a bad movie it's a great movie Mm. it just I don't think needs to be Christian Mm. Um, and maybe that's that's my subconscious prejudices or whatever Um, I as mentioned earlier I am an atheist Mm. Um, if you are Christian no harm no foul you do what you like I really could not give a fuck about (laughs) um, how other people live their lives it's none of my business but I do think that assigning a certain school of thought to Mm. a movie will stop it from being completely what it could be. Ideally, Mm. a movie will speak to everyone, regardless of race, religion, gender, age, sexuality, whatever the fuck. Although, then again, some movies that I do think are fantastic have very heavy political messages, and that will yeah. alien alienate people on the other side of the politics. I and think, you know, I think I don't know. I just think with It's a Wonderful Life, for me, mm. I, I mean, again, I'm also an atheist, but that kind of religious aspect of the film, and I use yeah. kind of air quotations for this because, mm. if anything, it's more of a kind of what's the word? It's that idea of guardian angels, yeah. which I don't think inherently ties to religion. I know it's angels and angels no, are no, However, mm. I think just for the sake of making it marketable mm. and making it understandable to audiences at the time, yes, you kind yes. of need that element to the mm. film. I'm not saying it was necessarily good, mm. but if you want some sort of like moral compass in the film, yeah, it's, d- it's an easy way to no, it No, I completely agree with that. I think that's, <clears throat> I think that's a really good point. It's, and do you know what? Even if it was just guardian angels, I think it would be fine. It was yeah. it's the fact that it is explicitly tied to yeah. heaven and to God. Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. the thing that really stood out to me, which is I I think what I was I think what I was trying to circle around to <laughs> was the fact that committing suicide would not let you into heaven. Yeah. That is an incredibly yeah. backwards idea to me. Yes. The fact that suicide in all co- Really sorry, content warning for this, blimey. Oh. But like um, the fact that suicide is in all cases with no, you know, like leeway given to anyone, it's always considered a sin and you are mm. damned to hell for eternity if yeah. you do it. Yeah. Like, George, in that moment, agreed, a moment of weakness, but like, my man was going through it. His life mm. was before his eyes falling apart, he didn't know that his life was about to be saved. Like, he was drunk, he was having a really bad time, and he was about to be, you know, given eternal fucking torment and mm. torture for yeah. it. And I, that that really kind of soured um, a lot of what followed for me. Like, that is one of the only bad things I have to say about this movie. That mm. specific... And it was one line as well. That is how strongly I feel yeah. about that as a concept. And, like... Yeah, so tying it to Christianity... Because, I mean, all religions are flawed, but Christianity in particular, because the Bible has been studied in great... I don't I mean, all holy books have, but the Bible, I think is taught much more widely in uh, British, UK British uh, schools, especially the ones that I went to. Um, I don't know, man. That kind of, that sticks out to me. I don't like that. Hmm. Um, other than that, it was really fucking sweet. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good movie. Um, I think, I know, I know what you're saying. Mm. It's, it's a difficult one because, yeah. again, you have to, I don't think, although one mustn't, one doesn't necessarily have to, but, and one shouldn't have to feel obliged to put themselves in the mindset 
of what was considered morally and ethically incorrect during no, the course. 40s. Mm. I just think it's, it's really difficult with films like this because there are lots of elements of the film that to a kind of a 21st century, also yeah. Gen Z audience mm. as well, because mm. I think us as a generation of people is a lot more kind of willing and open to talk about those kind of issues. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are so many things in the film that mm. can be picked up on, you know, their uh, beliefs around gender, the mm. fact that they have, you know, essentially a kind of mammy type character yeah housemaid. they do Annie yeah yeah which I mean which is Funny. just it's a bad stereotype yeah but incredibly common for those films yeah. at the time I'm not excusing it she wasn't I don't think like completely unsalvageable I think no. there was a fair amount of characterization and agency oh completely and she had some fucking great she had lines some banging lines she like what was it she said at the end I've been saving this money up for a divorce in case yeah. I ever get married <laughs> yes Oh my like, what a god, what a Annie! <laughs> fucking legend. I know, to, but to be fair, oh. like one of the better ones in that yeah. she's given agency mm. and characterization. But it, you're right, but she it is, is still, still I, you know, possibly even the only character of color in the film. I'm pretty sure, Maybe, yeah. yeah. The only, the only black character. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the closest, if the closest you can get is Martini the Italian. Martini the Italian, who's Martini, got the best pasta, yeah. the and best he, spaghetti the around. Best, <laughs> the best spaghetti. Not to engage in stereotype or anything. No, but he did say it himself. He did, he did say it himself. <laughs> he also looked a fair bit like Willem Dafoe. He did look like Willem he, Dafoe. He looked a bit like Willem Dafoe. Mm. Um, what else was I going to say about the movie? Um... Clarence was a sweetheart. We love Clarence. What a sweet boy. He's a very... Sweet, lovely man. It's... The, the the word that comes to mind with Clarence is just round. He was he was ball shaped, but in yeah, a lovely he's, way. And he's and he's not even like, you know, he's he's a fairly average mm. physique. But he was just very but sweet. Like, yeah, he had a very round nose. Yeah, I thought uh, very he was, round he was eyes. friend shaped. Yeah, he was. And you he could had those those friend eyebrows. Yes, you know that are like bushy and eccentric. Very and, expressive. Yeah, he was a sweet man. And he, and he was reading Tom Sawyer, which is uh, a book with some not great depictions of various <laughs> no. different people in them. But yes. like other like it's fine. You know what? Uh, people he, still yeah, read. That's fine. People still read. A majority of incredibly racist works. Oh, absolutely! But like, we can't. I, I get the boy. feeling. I get the feeling. My guy Clarence wasn't critiquing it. Oh no! no, no. Um, I think he was probably just enjoying yeah. it. He liked a good book. Mm, us, our Clarence yes. did. Um, oh, what do you think? What did you think of um, James Stewart as George? As George, I. Uh, we were talking about this after the movie with um, Jen and Joel, our friends who showed up, um, and. Uh, not to say that the the Hangover Club is deeply unpopular because everybody loves oh, coming, yeah, to, they do. coming yeah. to watch like every, every single yeah. seat is full of people. Absolutely. They all Absolutely. go, wow, Ferdy, Phoebe, yeah. we love your, your we, Hangover Club. And you're so cool and clever and smart in real life. Yeah. And <laughs> I, wow, I can't believe you've booked out a whole auditorium we were talking for all to, your besties we to were actually <laughs> come and watch. Thanks. We were talking I'm to kidding, Jen and Joel. <laughs> We were talking to Jen and Joel about Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I did, did we mention that in the first time? Yeah, I think we did, we did yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay, we've tied it all it together. Is, yeah, we have. We've come full circle. <laughs> we love that. Um, and it is basically the same cal uh, character. Oh, like, oh completely. Just James, a, a, James Stewart an plays innocent, exactly the same An innocent one. little boy scout yes. who's very tall and gains a lot, like a fair amount of power and influence yeah. in the community, but really is just like completely harmless. Oh, and James Stewart is a lovely, he's a, he's lovely a sweet boy. boy. He's yeah. a sweet... Um, I think he, he's very religious himself, actually. Oh, um, James Stewart. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm kidding. He's I'm James kidding. Stewart. Yeah, no, he's, he's fucking fantastic. He's an incredibly talented actor. He's a sweet boy. And he plays that kind of likeable character very well. Yeah. Like the kind of wide-eyed, um, loves everybody. Yeah. He's a good guy. I think the he's one, a good guy. The one movie that I'd love to watch later on yeah. um, is Harvey. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Harvey? No, I haven't. It's... it's uh, Oh my god! It's James Stewart again, yeah. um, and it's a man that has an imaginary friend that's a rabbit. He has an imaginary oh rabbit god. called Harvey, and everyone—it's the whole movie is um, a. I'm pretty sure it's a psychiatrist following him around, pretending to be someone else to work out if he's actually insane, or if there is huh. some sort of bunny that's like. That would be him. fucking fascinating. It's a is lovely it like, movie. Is it so? Do do we not see Harvey ever? No, no, you don't see him at all. Um, and I mean, there's like a bit at the end, but I won't say anything. But like, right. no, it's literally just James Stewart's character. I can't remember what his, um, the character's name is, just talking to Harvey. Like he'll address him to the side of the room. 
and like everyone's just like considered it a gibbon. It's a fabulous movie. I'd mm. love to watch it. That sounds fantastic. I, I just love James Stewart. Who killed Roger Rabbit vibes? Well, they or who framed Roger Rabbit? That is a Mandela effect thing. Everybody says who killed Roger Rabbit. Killed it's Roger not Rabbit. who killed Roger who Rabbit because he's Rabbit. alive in the fucking movie. It's mm. who framed Roger Rabbit. Sorry, <coughs> sorry. Well, speaking of that, there's you know the bit where the detec- um, the cops, the little weasel cops. Have you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, sorry, I thought you meant in No, no, it's not, a wonderful in, not in the... Thinking, the fuck are you yeah, talking the about? The weasel cops. <laughs> you know those like, little weird weasels that are after them that work oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Dr. Mm. Whatever is... Dr. What's his name? Stinky Finkelstein. Whatever, I don't fucking know. Fucking name is <laughs> I just made like, that up. They go into the bar and they're like, oh, we're looking for a rabbit. Have you seen him? And then the bartender who's like covering up to try yeah. and hide Roger is like, I don't know, have you seen one, Harvey? And he like looks to the sky. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh shit! Yeah. I didn't even know that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Watch brilliant. The movie, Harvey. Oh fuck yeah! It's a nice. great film. I would like but to we, watch it. We are very good at bringing it full circle on this show. We are. That's great. I love that. Um, yeah, I, I one of the things that I really think is really sweet in a movie. Mm-hmm is when a community of side characters who we've had established earlier mm-hmm. on, when they will come together yes. and you see like a roll call of each mm-hmm. of them, like, oh, what about you, Hank? Oh, what about you, Dave? Oh, yeah, what about exactly. you, D- Annie? It's what about the librarian, you? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> who we saw in that one scene earlier, but she's back now. Yes. And that, it, I fucking love that in this movie. It's mm-hmm. so cute seeing everybody come together and like pitch in to help yes. George after he, because also what a wonderful way to fucking like round off his character because he his whole life had been like throwing away what he considered to be his potential, yeah. putting it down for everybody else, and then he sees that all come mm-hmm. back to him at the end. Everyone's and giving him like, some money. Yeah, and oh, like so it was all worth it because yeah. you know he may have felt like he was throwing away what he had, but then people did that for him at the end that's so fucking sweet I love that it's just it's such a sweet film it's so cute I also love his relationship with Mary like they actually have good chemistry and she has about as much agency as he has yeah pretty much like a lot of a lot of her actions are you know to like to assist him Mm -hmm. and I will say, like, a lot of the James Stewart characters tend to be, like, kind of Mary Sue, sort of, like, everyone loves them. But that is because they are just very lovable, (laughs) because James Stewart is a lovable guy. He's got, like, a friendly face, you know what I mean? He really does. Yeah, he does that kind of, like, childish innocence thing really well, where you just can't help but trust Mm -hmm. him. Um, A lot of her, a lot of Mary's actions are taken in order to, like, be of help to um, George, but she does so in a way that it's very clear that she is doing it because she loves him. Yeah. And it She's doesn't... Proactive. Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't ever hinder her strength of character mm-hmm. because she still does have those moments where she, you know, yells at him for being a dick. Mm. Like, don't torture the children. I th- You're quite right there, Mary. Yeah, you don't torture right. the children, no George. No in yeah, this family. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, it's it's a very interesting... It's a very tricky balance to strike, I think, between having a character be so devoted to another character, but also have them have, you know, yes. the the yeah. self sufficiency and strength to stand on their own. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's very cool that they did yeah. that. No, I think I, that's pretty I love sick. It. It's yeah. perfect characterization. Mm. It just when you were talking about like James Stewart, just kind of like his mm. lovability. Yeah, I found these clips on YouTube of um, outtakes. From oh old films, my god! Which you, you just don't really see. Like, no, absolutely like not. I, I fully didn't even know that. Like, because I mean, the the amount of ball ache it takes for yeah. an old film to be like put together and released, exactly. and that, like the fact that they even bothered to cobble together outtakes mm-hmm. is fantastic. <laughs> There's this really good one of James Stewart. Mm. I don't know what movie he's on. Mm. Um, and I don't know. He just walks in the wrong direction of the camera, and the camera follows him because mm. they're like, "Oh shit!" And he just turns around. and He's like. Oh, I didn't know you were gonna follow me this way. <laughs> and it's like it's the way he just acts exactly the he, same. Yeah, because you, know, you, you do get well. the feeling that he is exactly like that oh, in real life. Big, big golden retriever. Yeah, happy, oh, golden retriever boy. Happy boy. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, we are infantilizing him to a massive degree. <laughs> we do genuinely respect his talent as an actor. Think, he's a very talented oh, yeah, no, man. He's a wonderful actor. Um, um, we just it, feel that <laughs> amount of love for the characters that he plays because he yeah. is so good at making them likable and making you care about yeah. them. And, and also he can do, I mean, I feel mm. like we're like almost mm. selling him short a little bit. Mm. He can do bad really well. Like he's done quite a few like oh, Hitchcocks. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. you know, um, what was it? Mm. Uh, Rear Window. Oh really? Yeah. Was he in that? Yeah, yeah he's the main guy in that. And oh, wow. he's also in Vertigo as well. Fuck, man. I Where he's such... playing some pretty nasty characters. I don't know what it is about black and white films, but my facial recognition <laughs> in these goes fucking mental. I cannot yeah. tell anybody apart. I mean, to be fair, it's like a lot later. He's like, he's quite old. Oh, when still, does those. though, like, um, we watched Yojimbo for World Cinema last year, oh, and yeah. I could not tell a single person apart. Oh, really? I, like, I was really worried, and it might be that I am racist. It might be that I am just horrifically prejudiced. <laughs> I, I, was think, I was thinking possible. it, and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna like, let him I, dig himself out of this one. Yeah, I, I'm sure, like, there is a fair amount of science into why recognizing people of your own race is easier. Yes. Um, but I, I won't pretend for a second that it's just that. That, like, I am so shit, like, I went to a, I went to a party, um, uh, the other night, and so many people were all dressed the same. You came to this party as well. Mm -hmm, you yeah, know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Um, they were all dressed the exact same, and I <laughs> could not tell anybody apart. I was yeah. introducing myself to people who I'd met like five no, minutes stop. previously. I was doing that as well. Oh, that man. might have just been because I was a little bit tipsy mm. as well. And I was just like, yeah, that's Hi, <laughs> who are you? And they were like, I, Oh, I'm so and so. We've so already talked to each other. Shit with faces. <laughs> And especially in black and white, when I don't have like hair color, eye mm. color, skin tone to, you know, properly um, recognize people with, mm. it becomes so much. And even like the color of clothing yeah. is like, you fucking take that for granted. Oh God, no. I, I, that's um, one of the other reasons I fucking love watching black and white films mm. is then, because the clothing is always fabulous. Because yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah. vintage and gorgeous. Yeah. It's lovely then going and Googling what the actual clothes would probably mm, have looked like. Mm. Um, what's really fun is, I don't, it sounds like I'm gonna toot my own horn here. I've, <laughs> because I've seen so many, it, mm. it's now quite, the different shades of gray and white, I can kind of tell what colors are what, Ooh. which is very fun. Yeah. It's like if it's like a slightly muted gray, it's usually a green that's gonna okay. be on, like, on frame. I, Slightly muted grey. As someone with, uh, I think it's called mild dutan colour blindness. Oh, yeah, you're I that means nothing yeah, to me. Fair, Slightly fair. muted grey refers to all of them. No, fair enough. Um, okay, so this is an interesting thing. We found a copy of the of It's a Wonderful Life that was it was digitally coloured. Yeah, it was, tin it? Yeah. It was tinted. Tin yeah. Oh, it was tinted. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming so. I've never seen it in colour before. So, do you? Does it affect, because you've seen it before in black and white, yeah. haven't you? Um, I, I mean, you just said you haven't seen it in colour before and you've <laughs> seen the movie. Um, do you think that it being in colour massively alters the experience? Yes, definitely. I think mm. it's this thing with black and white films in that there's more for the um, left up to the imagination, which I really like. Okay. And I think, okay. I don't know, also just the way that they tinted it, there's you know, there's different lighting techniques yeah. used for black and white films because obviously the material wasn't there to use colour yet. Yeah. So the way things are shot and mm. lit, you know, the kind of you know like the Vaseline camera yes. that you get. Yes, yes, yes. It doesn't work as well when you have a film that's in colour because Does it, it not? I don't think it does because no. you get this lovely glossy sheen on like very mm. white pale skin. I'm being mm. I'm being very Western in saying that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. it it's that kind of mm. it's kind of designed for black and white because that's the techniques yeah. that were used at the time. Do you know a lot of modern techniques are designed around black and white, aren't they? Mm. Like all of the lighting techniques, not all of them, but a lot of the lighting techniques that we I I think still use today are you know designed with the purpose of highlighting white skin. Oh, completely. So like it's very difficult like Sam L Jackson um there's a film where he kisses um, a uh -huh, white woman. you went to the open day as yes, well. Yes, the open day. They showed us this <laughs> at you, the Manchester. <laughs> yeah, th thank you very much, David, for showing us this clip. There's a film, I forget who his co-star is, but... Um, yeah, me too. She's Samuel a, she's Jackson, this is not David yeah. Butler. Um, <laughs> so Samuel Jackson kisses a white woman 
and the lighting is set up so that it picks up her much yes. more than it picks up him. Mm -hmm. So he's almost invisible because mm -hmm. it's a, a nighttime scene, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because um, I, I didn't even really notice that it was inferior to black and white techniques yeah. um, in color. But I suppose like your mind kind of fills in the blanks mm. with a lot of this stuff. Like. Um, with subtitles, for example, if I'm watching something in a foreign language that's subtitled, I will remember the lines as if they are spoken yeah. by that voice in English because that's just, um, I suppose, how my brain works. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was a really pretty film. I, I yeah. thought it was very pretty to look at. I think colour is a nice thing, but I, I don't know. I, I, I have a harder time... I think just engaging with Possibly. black and white films because like everybody looks the same yeah. to me when there's no color and it it then means that I have a hard time getting invested in yeah, the characters um, and for all the praise we've given James Stewart mm -hmm. um, th that is his name isn't it yeah, I James Stewart. good okay I'm also shit with names don't worry so great so <laughs> no, it is too, James actually. Stewart I have got that right I've got the I um, the only reason I've got like, getting this done is because I've got the IMDb up <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, hey, at least it's not yeah. Parasite anymore. <laughs> when it was just yeah. like, how yeah. do we pronounce this name yeah, without sounding exactly. offensive? Yeah, there, there's no easy way. That was um, what age were you when you first watched this? Oh, um, thing is, I was really reluctant to watch it because mm. although I always say, oh yeah, I love black and white films, I think because I was so young, my parents were like, no, we've got to watch it, it's a Christmas film. And I was like, but it's black and white. I want to watch The Grinch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you know. how I was as a kid as well. Yeah, I mean, with some films, I'm. it's weird though because... I remember my favourite film of all time, Bringing Up Baby, I always talk about it. That's in black and white, because mm. it was made in about 34. Yeah. Um, I love it, and my parents took me to like a cinema to see it, and I sat through yeah. it, and I loved it, and I enjoyed it, even though it was in black and white. Yeah. But for some reason, with It's a Wonderful Life, I think it's probably because I thought it was too cheesy. I really pushed back on watching it, and mm. I didn't really think that much of it when I first watched it. So I'd say maybe, God, 13, 14, yeah. I probably watched it. And then it wasn't until I watched it again when I was a bit older and then was like, oh, that's why mum is sobbing, because I too am <laughs> sobbing. Yeah. You know. It's, it's a really, like... It gets to you. Emotionally intense film. Like, mm -hmm. not even in a bad way, necessarily. It just, like, it really makes you feel what the characters are feeling. Um, it's so... It, it does that really fucking well. And again, James Stewart is so good at getting the audience to, like care about That's his characters. Thing. Also, it's just like very refreshing to see a film that old, that's that old, mm. going into kind of men's mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And the kind of, that mm. stress that you get as a breadwinner. Mm. And I know it's like quite backwards in that he's yeah. the sole provider for his family, which is a nuclear mm. family, blah, blah, blah. But you don't often get that vulnerability. Sure, you get yeah, husbands exactly. that lash out and are kind of bitter mm. and don't have time. Like, yeah. think of, you know, um, Mr. Banks mm. in Mary Poppins. Mm. That's a great example yeah. of, although he is the breadwinner, we do not like him because yeah, he does not have exactly. time to play with his kids. Yeah. With this one, it's... it's yeah, you know, it humanises someone who is feeling trapped mm -hmm. by his family. And I think, like... It's it's very easy, as you say, to turn that into a narrative where it's like, oh, his family is what's holding him back. Mm -hmm. But like we no, George does care a massive amount about yes. his family, and he loves them very very dearly. It's just that he believes there is more mm -hmm. than what's in front of him, and he's torn between the two, like yeah. fairly equally, mm -hmm. I'd say, rather than like you know, oh god. Women, am I right? Yes. She's a nightmare. <laughs> you know, like it's it's very much a a, a very human and empathetic yes. um, version of. I, I I don't want to bring up the phrase toxic masculinity, but it is very much that kind of you know feeling guilted into mm -hmm. um, the responsibilities of uh, a man in in this economy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's a very interesting take, and I'm really glad that someone like James Stewart was able to do it justice. I agree. Because I think he did a fantastic job. Yes. Um, and that, he, that really is the kind of star of it for me, the fact mm -hmm. that for a Christmas movie, I was goaded into caring so much about this fucking 
dick on screen. <laughs> I cannot believe he did this to me. Because <laughs> one of the reasons I, I asked how old you were when you first watched it was because when people say Christmas movie, mm -hmm. the kind of two options are kids film or rom-com. Yes. Those yeah. are the two. So like uh, child-coded or middle-aged woman coded, you know, <laughs> like stereotypically. Coded. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I am that woman, she yeah. is me. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's really cool that for a movie that is considered a Christmas movie, there is like, it does open up serious conversations. I yeah. think that's a really, really cool thing to do. And it's, you know, uh, a viewpoint that maybe it's a little bit too complex for children because it is yes. quite subtle in a lot of yeah, places. Yeah, which is probably why I didn't really get it. Yeah, exactly. So now. maybe it's not something that will influence children massively, but certainly, no. like, it's. I can see it being something that people would appreciate as they grow older. I agree. Um, and I suppose that's why it's a classic. Mm. A. a. Very nice. Brought it back round. Um, I fucking. It's a good movie. It is a, it's good, a good movie. movie. And have reached a logical conclusion. Yeah, I think we have. A Christmas and finale. A Christmas finale. The true meaning of Christmas the friends we made along the way. The friends we made along the way. Oh, oh. that's... Uh, th sorry, before we end, I love... I love the 1940s American kind of... Oh. There, were, there was Nick the bartender who was the proper kind of New York. Hey, it's Nick the bartender. I'm gonna save... We only save high drinks. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love the voices. Also, just James Stewart's hey. voice. No, just wait a minute now. No, wait a minute on now. Hang now. Hey now, no oh, bubbles. Oh. I'll lasso the moon for you. Toots. You want, you want the moon? I'll swing a lasso around him. Pull it down for you. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. And when he boy. talks with a pipe in his mouth as well, <laughs> so he loses all of the S's. <laughs> we are spitting everywhere. Yeah, I, try, is... I tried to like put a finger in my mouth to like do it's like. It's like it's snowing, like oh, it's Christmas. Oh, so lovely, yeah. but wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, so yeah, happy. Happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy... Season's greetings. And season's greetings, happy holidays if you mm -hmm. don't celebrate anything. Um, this probably is going to be the last episode of the year. Yes. Um, and... Probably back what? sometime yeah. late January, I'd yeah. say. fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. um, not fingers crossed, we don't need luck. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Mm -hmm. uh, have you got any New Year's resolutions, Phoebe? Do the pre-reading for my lectures. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's only for nerds. I haven't touched a reading since week three of year one. I haven't touched a pre-reading since we did Mulvey's Mulvey's male gaze theory. Oh, and that keeps on coming up as oh, well. I'm God, starting to regret not up. reading it. But at this point, we don't really have to Mate, have, because I mean, we've to, heard enough about to it. To be fair, yeah. This is, I really hope that none of our lectures, we know that David Butler... Um, to be fair, I nice do the pre-readings for David's because I find them the good save. No, no, very I good do. save there, Phoebe. <laughs> no, I do could, actually could almost have caused a bit of upset there. No, I do Ooh. actually because mm. I've got an essay due uh, soon, so I've been going over <laughs> no, them. Not because you enjoy it. Or no, anything. oh god, no, I'm digging myself into a hole here. Uh, David, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> she does do the readings. I do, I do, I do. We, I promise. We do the readings. And I definitely do the readings. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't had David for um, anything, I don't think, which is really sad. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, that's maybe <laughs> one of my one of my New Year's resolutions to diversify the units I do. And I mean, it's not really mm. up to me. You haven't me. done that I much film this year. I mean, this I've semester. Done, uh, one out of three. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, I thing I've all of my modules this semester mm. have been film, yeah, well, which I find mad. Yeah. <laughs> We we are kind of rambling a little bit, aren't we? We are doing oh, a yeah, lovely Christmas ramble. Yeah, this kind of is our finale. But that's all right. That's okay yeah. um, because we're going to come back in the new year. Maybe we're going to look at some more films. Um, if you do have any suggestions for films that you would particularly like us uh, to cover, mm. that you consider classics, that you would like us to move up the list, mm -hmm. um, do let us know, and we will consider them. Mm -hmm. uh, no promises because they might be shit. Potentially. They, and they also, might they be. might not be classics. They might not be classics, That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I love... A lot of people are like, oh, I should do this film. <clears> and it's like... I, without sounding like a total bitch, it, 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 it's, it? it's hard to fit yeah. into the yeah, category exactly. of classics. Yeah. Like, um, that, that's the thing. When we were... Sorry, we're rambling now. <laughs> when we were thinking about doing The Grinch, yeah. 
Mm. Uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. Yeah. It's iconic. It's, Jim Carrey's performance is classic. Yes. But the movie itself perhaps isn't. The movie is... Know. I love it to bits, but it's mm. not something yeah. that did amazing at the Oscars. No, I'm not saying that's the defining quality, no, but I'd say that there's more mm. iconic, you yeah, know, exactly. like think your Home Alones and your yes, It's Wonderful yes, yes, Lives. Yes. Ones that people, you know, just take for granted. Exactly. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to say that James Stewart is a good guy. He is. He's a very talented man. Oh. And I, th- <laughs> I think that's as good a point as any to leave it on. Um... Thank you so much for coming along yes, with us. Thank you very much. Um, make sure to still follow us on uh, Instagram at but it's a classic underscore pod pod um, because we will uh, let you guys know when we're mm-hmm. coming back when we've got more episodes on the and, way. And uh, don't forget to click that little bell on Spotify <laughs> so you get updated yes, every time yes. a new episode comes Smash out. So you're always like in button. the loop. I know we've, I know we've. Uh, made the smash that like and subscribe button mm-hmm. joke before. But should we say a bro fist as well? Should we say bro fist? Should we, I'll tell you what we should say for the final episode. What? Joker. From the movie <laughs> From Joker. From the movie Joker. So we've done that in I think every episode We, ha- so we have in fact done mm. it in every, every single episode. episode. <laughs> maybe, remember, maybe that's our New Year's resolution to, le- to yeah, let maybe. that die. Although we didn't actually say it in the House Moving Castle episode. It was Max in the screening that went, I'm Hal from the movie Hal. <laughs> Which is fucking brilliant. So, Thank you, Max. Yeah, thank you very much, Max. (laughs) And we hope you all have a very Joker holiday. Uh Uh-huh. Have fun. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. We love you all lots. God bless. (laughs) And God bless. And God bless us all. God bless us, everyone. Right. See you later, guys. Love you lots. Bye. Bye.